Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast. It is podcast number 85 coming at you from Fredericton, New Brunswick. Yes, I have moved officially to Fredericton. Uh, it's been two weeks since we did the last podcast. Uh, I moved over, been here for, like I said, two weeks. Uh, last week when was, I wasn't here, I was in the States. Mm-hmm. I was awesome to go see Joey. I uh, did some shopping and stuff and just kind of drove around Bangor, had a good time. But I'm back this weekend and uh, we watched some hockey last night, so we'll definitely talk about the game that we watched and we watched an overtime, which was pretty good and saw some highlights from some from from some other games um but there's not like i have two pages here it feels like i have a lot of information but i really don't uh i haven't watched a lot of hockey this week just because i've you know i'm doing other stuff and start a new job and whatever so i kind of feel like maybe i shouldn't even make this podcast because no, i don't really know what's going been, on it's been a busy week for it's been a busy week, over here but uh things i'll give you guys in a bit of more of a life update later on um in this podcast but i want to go through the games from last night and give some predictions to the games today i know you don't really like to do predictions but i'll share mine but feel free to jump in Mm -hmm. on your predictions if you'd like so the first game yesterday was the carolina chicago game carolina won four nothing carolina's looking pretty good this year uh chicago was pretty much asleep from the beginning from what i saw Uh, morazic was fantastic i only saw the highlights from this game uh, the next game was the Boston-St. Louis game. This game we watched in, in its entirety. Boston won 3-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, felt like Game 8. Mm. Felt like Game 8 from the playoffs last year if, if a Game 8 could have existed. Pretty good for an October game. Pretty pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of speed from both sides. Lots of hits right off the bat. Hits right off the bat. Chara, mm-hmm. like in the first yeah. I think 30, 30, 40 seconds, there was a big hit along the boards, and yep. he was kind of in a, in a tussle there with, I think it was... Sh- it was Shen, I Shen, believe. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think it hit, was. I can't remember who he hit, but yeah. Yeah, uh, I think he hit Sundquist or something like mm-hmm. that. That's who it down. was. Yeah, um, that was a really good game, actually. Like probably, probably the best game I've watched all season mm-hmm. of any team's play. So, yeah, if you did get a chance to watch that game, I'm I'm hope, hoping that you agree. So the perfection line, I asked you this last night during the game. Why is it called the perfection line? Other than they're close to perfect, is there a did something happen? It, did did they call themselves the perfection line? What no, do you think? I think they've been given that name, and I think it's because a lot of analysts consider them maybe to be the top line hockey for the last couple of years, maybe. Yeah. But I think it's also the fact that that line is basically our only line in some games. So if they're not doing anything, we're not doing anything. So I think That's that true. adds to it a little bit. Like, yes, they are a very good line, but they have to be a very good line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they were pretty good last night. Yep. Uh, Pasternak scored again. Yep. Uh, pretty fantastic. Um, even in Boston got secondary, secondary scoring as well last night, which is pretty important for them because, like you said, mm-hmm. sometimes the other lines don't mm-hmm. really show up. Um, I decided to wear this. I was Boston blown jersey. away when, when we were setting up and he had that on. Two reasons. Number one, because they, they won last night and they played really well. But reason number two is when a friend lets you stay in his house, oh. you have to respect the, his team and wear his merch or his team's merch. Um, the game after that was the Montreal-Toronto game. Montreal actually won 5-2. to two. Uh, there was a point in that game, and uh, I, I honestly, I, I only really watched the highlights from this game, but there was a point where Domi got checked from behind by Kerfoot, and Kerfoot was going to get a penalty, and did get a penalty, and Domi got up, took off his glove, and took two swings, two haymakers at his face. I don't think he landed any of them. I think he missed both, but didn't get a penalty. Mm. Like, when you drop your glove, mm-hmm. and you start swinging... Yep. That's a penalty. Yep. Anyways, he didn't get called for it. Mm. So Domi got really lucky there. And not cool on his part. Like, just take a check. And, like, if a, if a guy wants to go and drops his gloves, then go. But don't just drop your gloves and just start throwing. Yeah. It's just silly. 
Um, Montreal's speed was pretty apparent last night from what I could see. Uh, Toronto seemed to, to struggle with it a little bit. Uh, and just some mental breakdowns by Toronto. I want to talk more about Toronto, but we're going to do that after these um, game recaps because the Toronto situation is a pretty important one, even though I I hate how much Toronto is talked about. It is an, an interesting situation, so we'll get to it. Uh, the Nashville-Tampa Bay game was maybe a potential Stanley Cup final matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, if things work out, there's definitely potential for that. We, we we watched the overtime. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty good overtime. Uh, Nashville won, which I wanted based on my team, Montreal, in the Atlantic Division. I want Tampa to get the least amount of points as possible. But the uniforms, we talked a little bit about the uniforms about that. in the game. You said they look like practice jerseys, and I 100% agree. They, yeah, There's not enough like, contrast for TV. They look like practice uniforms. Like, they're kind of cool because they're like the midnight black, yeah. like a stealthy kind of look. But for TV and stuff, eh, like... You would think the commentators wouldn't like it either because they're trying to look at the numbers and it's like a dark gray yeah. on a black. It's just, I don't know. Mm, I think It's I, an interesting look, but it, I don't think it's contrasty enough for me. I The, the more I see it, the more I like the jersey. It mm-hmm. looks cool, but I think you're right. On TV, it, it just looks like if you were to, If you were to look at the jersey, I think it would look really good. Yeah. It's just in, when it's actually in play, it's 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 just different, I guess. When you see it so far away, yeah. the uniform so far away from the camera angles and stuff, it is, yeah. yeah. Anyways, um... From what I could tell, that was a really good game, and the overtime was good too. So big win for uh, Nashville there. Um, the Philadelphia Columbus game. I made you watch the highlights this morning. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia won seven four. Uh, Columbus was leading three two going into the third, and they made it four two with I think about seventeen minutes left. When you're up four two in the third period with seventeen minutes less left, you want to lock it down. Mm-hmm. You want to play defensive hockey. I'm not saying that Columbus didn't play com- defensive hockey, but um, Philadelphia scored five goals <laughs> and made it seven four. And won that game. <laughs> yeah, if you're going into the third period with a 4-1 lead, there's no excuse. Yeah. And one of those five goals was an empty net. But yeah. still, four others were completely normal <laughs> goals. Yeah. I think the, the last, the seventh goal was a power play goal, I think. But still, that's and that's my problem with Philadelphia. They're so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. You never know when they're going to come out and score seven goals or just be shut out. Like, I find them the most difficult team to predict. And I think some other people said that in the comments, too. And... Um, yeah, if you're a Philadelphia Flyers fan, I don't know how you sleep at night because it would just stress me out not knowing what team you're going to get. Uh, the next game, Pittsburgh and Dallas. Pittsburgh won 3 to nothing. Uh, it was actually a pretty close game. It was 0-0 mm-hmm. uh, until the third. Bishop made a mistake and uh, with 12 minutes left, and, and Pittsburgh scored. Dallas is broken. If you look at their stats, and I don't know if you have recently, you probably haven't, but mm-hmm. like... The leader of the team in points is, I think, Rope Hintz. He's got eight points in 14 games or something. Jamie Benn, I think, has five points. Tyler Sagan has six. Radulov has four in 12 games. Like, the team's broken. Needs Something needs to happen. There's been rumors of Jamie Benn actually been being traded. And apparently this summer, there was close talks between Dallas and Philadelphia for a Ben and Voracek swap. Wow. Which would have been really interesting because Voracek's been on Philadelphia for a while. Mm. And obviously Ben hasn't with Dallas too, but... That would be interesting to see if that worked for both teams. I think Borchek is still doing pretty good in, in Philadelphia, but something's not right in, in, in Dallas, and it's not okay because I like Dallas. So it seems like ever since the owner yeah. called them out, it hasn't. Yeah, the waves haven't settled. Still something going on there. Still something going on for sure. Mm. It's unfortunate because I like Dallas. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Minnesota and LA. We watched a couple highlights from that game. Minnesota won five one. Quick looks tired and defeated, and I yeah. read this morning that there's trade rumors of him being traded with salary retention. I'm not sure the percentage, but he just looks 
I don't know. He looked tired. He looked out of place. He looked like he didn't care. Like he mm. he looked emotionally removed from the game at points. It's like he 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 dropped down to make his save, and regardless of where yeah. it was going, he just didn't move exactly. after that. Like he's down, and then he looks behind him, and hey, it's in the net, or hey, it's over there, and just no attempt. Like later in the game, he start, It looked like he, there was a couple goals that went in that obviously weren't his fault where yeah. he was trying to make, but he let in like two or three that he just kind of like eh, mm. I don't know if there's enough effort there. There's some he made incredible. F- first saves but that secondary save mm-hmm. he, he was out of position or, or yeah he just didn't care uh which is amazing to say considering two years ago when they played mm-hmm. vegas in that first round yep he was the only reason that's right that that team was even competitive in that series he was unbelievable I've, it's one of the best goaltending displays in in a playoff series i've ever seen in my life and now to say that like Based on this year, I would say one of the worst goalies in the league, mm, which is crazy to say. But anyway, um, Salok made a pretty incredible save—a a, a pad stacker, a slide mm-hmm. over a pad stacker on a two and one. It was great. If you haven't seen the highlights from that game, please go watch the highlights from that game just to see that save. Uh, it's definitely worth seeing. Uh, Anaheim played Colorado. I did choose Colorado to win this game, but Anaheim won five two. Some pretty weak goals on both sides led in. A closer game than it looked, though. Anaheim scored a couple late. Uh, and then the final game, Calgary and Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg won 2-1. to one. I mean, That was the Heritage Classic. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't get a chance to see that, maybe go see the highlights. It was pretty cool. It was snowing. Mm-hmm. Good atmosphere. It was cold, snows. snowing. Yep. The goalies had toques on. Um, I had trouble tracking the puck mm-hmm. in the highlights version online. I didn't watch it live on TV. But um, I felt like either the ice was too shiny or it was the camera angle was too far away or the the actual angle itself was too low yeah, that's or what that's what my comment was was because it's in such a big like outdoor event the camera angle isn't normally where it is it's, it's like it's low but it's also further back than yeah. it would normally be instead of just going up like stairs so like when the pucks on the close boards you don't really see it as well and mm. i don't know i i kind of agree with you and a lot of the outdoor games i i find that the shadows are a big mm-hmm. problem i didn't think the shadows were no an issue at all in that in that game last night um but it was a pretty good game i mean mm-hmm. an outdoor game that's snowing that goes to overtime yeah you can't ask for more cool. in 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 kind of a neutral party too yeah like exactly in a province that doesn't have a team so there's people there from both sides yeah lots of fans from both from both teams mm-hmm. so it's pretty cool lots of shots in this game 45 for the jets and uh, 30 for calgary both goalies uh hellebuck and reddick were fantastic which is pretty good for an outdoor game for a first outdoor absolutely. game usually they're pretty sloppy and it's kind of imp this was actually all right yep absolutely um, so yeah, it's pretty good. So today's games, there's actually quite a bit of games on today. Uh, Florida faces Edmonton. Would you like to make a prediction there? I know you're looking at my predictions. <laughs> no, I can't see. I'm looking oh. at the verses. I'm going to have to go with Edmonton. I think Edmonton's I think so too. Right I think obviously Florida's a better team this year and stuff, but Edmonton's kind of on a roll a little bit right now. So I'm going to choose Edmonton as well. Uh, St. Louis and Detroit. A classic 90s rivalry. Uh, that's I'm going to go really with St. Louis. St. Louis? I'm also going with St. Louis. Okay. Uh, I think they're they're pissed after losing last night, mm-hmm. so they're gonna come up pretty heavy. Uh, L.A. versus Chicago. Hmm. Both teams lost last yeah, night. Yeah, so, so just thinking yeah. Chicago also lost. I don't know. I'm gonna go with Chicago just for what we said on on Jonathan's quick conversation. Yep, there. I agree. I'm also going with Chicago. Uh, Crawford looked pretty good last night. I'm not sure if Quick or Crawford will get the start. Probably tonight, not, but, but that's what I'm basing yep. it on anyway. Me too. Chicago is my pick. Uh, San Jose and Ottawa. I'm not, I'm not picking Ottawa. It's hard to pick Ottawa. <laughs> like it's just, it doesn't matter what you say. I'm not picking I Ottawa. Know, San Jose, uh, Philadelphia, and the Islanders. 
I'm going to go against you this time. I'm going to say Islanders. I'm picking the Islanders. Really? Well. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, based solely on the fact that Philadelphia played last night in mm-hmm. a pretty high-intensity that, game. That's the reason I did it, too. And the Islanders didn't play Seven goals, night, so. one night, you're going to probably crash a little bit the next day. Yeah. And the Islanders I th- are really hot recently, so, yeah. Uh, Boston and the Rangers. Mm. Hard to make a prediction when you're emotionally invested yeah. in the team. I'm going to say after a really good game last night, we're going to come out and let a stinker tonight. So Ooh. I'm going with the Rangers. Oh, that's bold. I'm actually going to pick Boston. Um, although I do want the Rangers to win just for the record. Boston's no been playing offense. really good. So they just, they, they're due for a stinker. That's just how it is. Yeah. And it's on a Sunday. Yeah. On a back to back. Yeah. Who knows? You might be right. Uh, Anaheim versus Vegas. Um, I'll go with Vegas. I'm going to go with Vegas too, based on the Philadelphia theory that mm-hmm. um, Anaheim played last night. So I think Vegas is rested and they're hungry. So we, I guess we mostly agree, except for the Boston game. Okay, so like I said earlier, I wanted to talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Do you think Mike Babcock is... An, I think he's a stubborn coach. Do you think he's a a nipplehead? Do I, you think that he's just... I think he's set in his ways, if that's what a nipplehead is. Yeah, that is what a nipplehead is. He's... I don't understand it. This is... I think I think Toronto is 3-0-1 on the first night of back-to-backs so far this year, and 0-3-1 and on it's the second night. It's almost like he doesn't look at the matchup yeah. to see what the back-to-back is. Why like, you could be playing Ottawa the first night, he'll put in his main goalie, yeah. and then you'll be playing Boston the second night, for example, and you play the backup. Yeah. I, I don't know, get it. I, like, I've never seen that before in the NHL. Why wouldn't you play your best goalie against the best team? There's certain matchups that matter more than others. You need to beat the teams you have to beat. And, and these you are, need to give your players the best chance to do that, and it just doesn't seem like he wants to do that. Yeah. He's, he's set in his ways that you're playing the first night, you're playing the second night. I don't get it. And it's against Montreal. Like, let's put your best team out there. Even though they're tired, they played the night before. Yeah. You know, let's play Freddie and see what he does, even yep. if he is tired. Like, I don't know. I just don't get it. And I know the Toronto fans are frustrated. And I don't know if I've seen anyone agree with his theories, even Leafs fans. So... No, you think- you're probably right. I, I think I think there's a lot of people that aren't happy with the coach. I think there's a lot of people that like the coach and think that he's a good coach, mm-hmm. but disagree that he's not doing the matchups right or he's not giving Matthews enough overtime minutes or he's not doing mm-hmm. whatever. Like I think there's people that disagree with what he's doing, but I think overall they think he is a good coach. Mm-hmm. But there's also a big bunch of people that say it's time for this guy to go. Do you remember when he was um, hired as their coach? Would you at that point would you say that he was the best coach in the league, or maybe top three? For I thought sure? it was huge when they landed. Him. I thought he was the best coach in the mm-hmm. in the league. How do you feel now? Do you think he's overrated? Do you think he's the best coach in the league? I think he's stubborn. Like again, that, that stubbornness is huge. You have to learn to adapt. Yeah. So do you think he breaks and listens to the fans, or not? Not, not no. saying they listen to the fans, but do you think he kind of comes around and makes a decision himself and kind of maybe listens to his team or is his? No, I think I think he's already listening to it because. Kyle Dubas has already said that they have meetings, and then at the end of the day, it's the coach's decision, and nothing's changed so far. So you see, you think he, for the rest of the year, he's stubborn. Like if we normal people can see there's a pattern here, the analytics staff they have, which is probably huge, yeah. can also see that, which means he's being told that. But at the end of the day, it's his decision, and it's status quo. So it's working against him. If I mean, if things turn around and they start doing better, then he looks like a genius and everything's fine. But it definitely hurts them if they if 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 say like in a month and a half from now if we're still talking about the Leafs the way we are right now mm-hmm. there's going to be an issue somewhere. Yep, I agree. Um, 
here's a question for you that you might not want to answer. Mm. And I, actually, I, I'm not going to answer. I don't. I don't want you to tell me specific names. I want you to tell me how many players on the roster of the Maple Leafs are overpaid. Ooh. You know, say any names. Just say, give me a number. <clears throat> it's a, it's a tough question to answer because I don't know technically if they're overpaid. Um, it's I, still early. I seen a breakdown of Point versus Marner in how much money they actually take home, mm-hmm. and the contract difference is huge. It's like four million dollars or something, isn't it? But the mm-hmm. actual take home money is very very similar because of the taxes. Oh, and is there bonuses and stuff too, maybe? Because there's no taxes, there's no whatever. I think it's like three point something million dollars difference, isn't it? Because didn't he get paid six something? Oh, no, he's like, I thought it was like nine something. Oh, it really? He's like 11 and a half. Oh, I thought he signed a bridge deal. I don't think so. Oh, oh well, it was like four years or something like that, but I don't think it was. Oh, it was like I, thought, I thought it was like a six or seven something yeah. over three. Okay, I'm wrong then. But anyway, they said the difference between whatever it is, they said the difference between it is almost nothing. Hmm. So like, he has to be paid $3 million more to make the same amount that a guy making in a no state tax makes with $3 million less. So if he gets traded, say Braden Point got traded to Toronto, he would probably hate that because he's losing a lot of money, whereas Marner would make a lot more money. Right, yeah. Because so some... when you look at it that way, they're they're trying to they're trying to look at everything, I guess. So I understand mm. that. And if you gave Marner to a team that sucks, then he would be really good for them, for mm. example. But... In my opinion, you can't have one line making $30 million like they were kind of against Boston the other night. Absolutely. Were, were you referring to Point being paid around six? Yes. Okay. He was, yeah, he's around seven. Okay. Like it's seven it's six something, right? So I thought you were talking okay, about Marner. No. Basically, no, no. The difference so between Marner and Point yeah. in terms of take home cash after it's all said and done is similar. I know. I know I, yeah. I so we're talking that. like a 40% increase for Marner in salary, but it's very similar because of the tax. Yeah. So when you look at it that way, you kind of understand from the player point of view, but like salary cap league is fixed money. Like you have to realize that as well. And that's maybe a whole other conversation that we could get into now or at another time is should the NHL, like how do you get around taxes, right? Like how do you... It's tough. Like it's a Legally do it. It's a huge advantage for states that don't have it. And supposedly Toronto is supposed to have one as well where that you can get endorsement deals, but officially you're not allowed to have those in your contract. Like yeah. Obviously, they do. They say, listen, if you come here, not saying anything, but, you know, saw, these companies are yeah. going to look, be looking to do stuff with you and, you know, you'll be re- revered here for the rest of your life. We saw and, that with Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. in the so, NBA. I mean, I mean, there's that, I guess. But of- officially, you're not supposed to do that. So Because Tennessee is another one of those states that, like in Nashville, for the mm-hmm. Predators... Uh, there's no tax or and there's I don't, I don't know, less tax or whatever it is. I don't know how you get a, around that because it would be so complicated. They'd have to say, well, you're allowed to make up for this amount of tax. And if you're, you know, if you're like, it's, it doesn't make sense because say the cap is like 90 mil- million or whatever. Mm-hmm. Say like, oh, well, because you have 40% income tax, you're allowed to spend up to 117 now or something like right, that. Well, yes. well, this team can't. Exactly. So, but what happens once you trade that player? So mm-hmm. it's weird, right? Like, what it may, what if there's an election mid-season and the taxes change? The tax amount changes. Is it written into yeah, the contract so where the tax it's, stays? It's regardless? a competitive advantage. It always will be for the for the places in the states that have no tax. It's tough. Mm-hmm. So it's another. Some of the people who don't like the salary cap, this is some of the reasons mm-hmm. why. Like this is it's not fair. And I think so. that's why Toronto tried to play that story of you know take less to be here this is be something big we'll look after you yeah blah 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 but i mean there's no guarantee that you're going to be there you may be the piece they need to move to bring something cheaper in to get that much higher right so you have to it's it's tough you have to look after yourself too absolutely but 
like I said, when you got that much money tied up in that few amount of players, mm-hmm. it's the GM's hands are tied. Like really, they are. Like, and I'll say generally, NHL players make so much less than every other professional sport. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah. it's like pennies compared to what some of the other yeah. <laughs> sports uh, make uh, athletes. Do you, would you like to know sad about the Leafs? What's sad about them? A stat. Oh, Sorry. I think said what's sad. I said yes. <laughs> I mumble. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure. A stat. Um, the Leafs have allowed the first goal in 10 of the 13 games this season. Mm. That's interesting. That's... I would say if that was a team like Columbus, you probably should be concerned. But with the Leafs, the fact that their offense is so gifted, mm-hmm. probably not as concerning because mm-hmm. if they get down... It's not really an issue. They could score three goals in mm-hmm. five minutes and be fine. So I wanted to point it out, but um, it's not something that concerns me. I want to know if it concerned you. There was another stat that I heard. I don't know it specifically, but I'll, so I'll give you the general of it. A lot of the games they lost, or most of the games they've lost, they had a lead in this year. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. I can't. I can't remember what it was. I heard it last week. I was listening. See, one of the things I hate about Toronto is they're talked about so much. I know. <laughs> so when I li- I actually listen to sports radio like all day long. So I actually hear a lot about the Leafs. So yeah. if, if if they were talking about Boston, that'd be awesome. So if, if you're a Leafs fan, I'm just jealous is basically what it comes down to is because you turn on Sportsnet Radio or TSN Radio in the afternoon, you're getting like, you get a little bit of the other leagues and stuff, but you're hearing like a full hour segments of just Leafs talk. Every day. So when they're playing Boston or when they lose to Boston, that's a pro episode for me to turn yeah. into because I'm listening <laughs> to, to how this line's not matching up against this line and all that stuff. So... But it was on one of those shows. They basically broke down the games and said, "This is how many games they lost, and out of this many games, they had a lead in this game, and it was pretty mm. high. It was like seventy or eighty percent." That's intense. That's but that's so they're so Toronto some of the three. some of the analysts are saying they're having a hard time locking down games, which is true, I guess. Mm. Um, supposedly their defense isn't as good as it was last year, which is kind of scary. You'd hope that'd be the one area that would be exactly, improved, yeah. But you had some guys come in, some guys leave. But I mean, the guys that came in are pretty. The backup goalie's not getting it done on but again that's partially the coach's fault by not exactly. playing him in that first game that could be easier exactly so yeah i don't know i don't, I don't know either there's lots of people blaming jake gardner last year and he's not there anymore so mm-hmm. i don't know maybe it's the system anyways uh moving on washington had a pretty epic comeback last week i just wanted to mention it real quick they were down uh, 5-1 came back to win 6-5 against vancouver yeah. that's pretty intense so shout out to uh, the washington capitals there's a trade to announce. I wish we had like a soundboard of Gary Bettman when he says, we have a trade to announce. <laughs> we're going to have draft. a soundboard at some point. Yeah, we're getting a soundboard just so you know. So that'd be awesome. Anyways, uh, Anaheim and Pittsburgh made a trade. And uh, Anaheim traded Andreas Martinson and a seventh round 2021 pick to Pittsburgh for Eric Goodbranson. Really just a salary dump, in my opinion, for mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Uh, they lose $4 million in the contract. Uh, Andreas Martinson played in the NHL. He's in the AHL right now, but he played for... Colorado, Montreal, and there was another team I can't remember, but tough kid, real tough kid. Uh, fight slow though, pretty slow. I think he, his speed was an issue. Maybe that's why he's playing in the in the AHL. Mm-hmm. Not sure if we'll see a comeback in the NHL, but you never know. But really, just a salary comp, uh, dump for um, Branson. He has two years left on his contract. Do you remember the name Chris Stewart? Mm, yes, he's played for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. He's played. Uh, St. Louis, a couple of other teams. Um, he left the NHL in last season. He didn't play at all in the NHL last season. Guess what league he played in? Usually they go to the AHL or mm-hmm. Hit me. KHL. EIHL really? in England. Yep, he played, they played with the Nottingham Panthers for a bit. 
And then he played in the Allen Cup here in Canada, I think at the end of last year maybe, or last year sometime, or the beginning of this year, whatever. And um, he's back in the NHL. The Philadelphia Flyers gave him a shot. Yes, sir. He got into a, a, a pretty good fight. Uh, I can't remember <laughs> if it was last week or this week, but anyways, he had a pretty good tussle. After he was done skating to the box, he went like this and <laughs> pointed, <laughs> pointed the pipes. Yeah. That's awesome. I it like was this awesome. guy. Uh, we, we, but um, I say we, but it was, I think Dad and I made a video on Chris Stewart. Super great guy off the ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a fan write into us who waited around. It, it was his favorite player. Waited around. This is when he played for Minnesota. Uh, waited around after the game. See if he could get an autograph. And he didn't come out, but he was driving, I think, out of the arena. And he saw the kid waiting there. And with a sign, whatever. So he stopped his car. He got out, took pictures with the kid, uh, gave him a stick, I think. Um, so just like a real genuine, mm. like the the the, um, the boy who wrote in said some really favorable things about Chris Tours. So ever since then, I've kind of followed his career a little bit, and I, I've watched interviews with him. Super nice guy, um, funny personality. So uh, good to see him back in the NHL. I hope he sticks around. I don't know if he will or not, but um, yeah, good on Philadelphia for giving him a try. Um, just a last thing on him. He played ten NHL seasons with six different teams, so wow. he's he's been around. Mm. Okay, so I want to go through some stats here to kind of wrap this up. We we're at about twenty five minutes, so it's a little shorter than uh, most podcasts. But I want to go through some stats: points, goals, assists, save percentage, power play, and penalty kill for teams. So for the points, I want to read these names, and I want you to tell, tell I want you to tell me if any of these names stand out that maybe shouldn't be in the top ten. John Carlson with 21 points, McDavid with 20, Drysaddle with 19, Pasternak with 18, Eichel with 16, McKinnon with 15, Marchand with 15, Marner with 15, Ovechkin with 14, and Stone with 14. Hmm. Any of those names seem a little bit out of place. What do you think? John Carlson. That's what, I didn't know if I should say that or not. 21, what's going on? I was like, (laughs) Really? Like that like, would have not been something I would have predicted. John Carlson is a really, really good hockey player. Yeah. Like an incredible hockey but player. But not leading the points. Not leading the points. Like, wow. Impressive. Super impressive. So good on John Carlson. I didn't check to see how many of those were power play points, but um maybe I'll go back and do that. Um goals, Pasternak with eleven, James Neal with nine, mm-hmm. Matthews with nine, Ovechkin with nine, and Chen with eight. James, James Neal. Neal was a write-off, James basically. Neal, where, where have you been? What <laughs> so, you? good on him. That's I'm awesome. I'm also surprised with Pasternak with 11. Yeah. he's And honestly, he probably could have had two more in that game mm-hmm. last night. He had some awesome looks. So, he could be at 13, really. So, he's been playing some pretty He's good making hockey. that contract look real good. Yeah, he is real good. Um, assists, John Carlson, 16. McDavid, 14. Uh, no, McDavid has 20 points, but nine of his points are power play points, mm-hmm. which isn't a surprise, obviously. Nope. He's probably playing the full two minutes out mm-hmm. there, most or the majority of it. Uh, Barkoff with 12, Marner with 12, and Ryan Ellis with 11. Mm. We saw him contribute last night in the Nashville game. Uh, save percentage, Tuka Rask. Blowing my mind. 9.5. Blowing my mind. Uh, well ahead of everyone else. Kemper's in second at 9.34. Hellebuck is at in third with 9.33. Uh, Allmark, 9.32, and Halak, 9.31 in fifth. Can you imagine? Aren't the typical names you're used to seeing <laughs> in the top five in save yeah. percentage, but uh, good on these guys. I think Price is 31st. John the Quick is below that, I think. it's. So your team's goalie is in first, and your backup is in fifth. Your backup, your backup that's, is in fifth. That, that's a good stat to have. In fairness, Halak has only played four games, but still, I mean, four games is still a, take it. a decent sample. Yep. Power play. I find this really interesting. Edmonton at 33.3%. 
Islanders at 31.3%, Boston at 31.3%, Buffalo at 28.9%, and Philadelphia at 28.6%. Edmonton, sure, they've got that big line, dry saddle, McDavid, yada, yada. Their power play is probably always going to be pretty good. The Islanders, kind of more of a of a depth team. I wouldn't really probably peg them as a top five mm-hmm. power play team, but um, good system. So, And those guys have been together for, for a little bit now, and that's one of the main reasons Boston's on this list as well. Mm-hmm. The perfection line, mm-hmm. whatever. Those boys have been playing together for a while, so that power play is pretty much down to a science. Mm-hmm. As far as penalty kills, San Jose is in first, uh, 92.5%. I don't really understand that one. Calgary at 90%. Vegas, 89.4%. Vancouver, 88.9%. That one's a hard one for me to understand, too. Uh, Boston, 86.2%. So um, the last thing I want to talk about is the Buffalo Sabres. Because the Buffalo Sabres are killing it this year. Now, we saw this at the beginning of last season, too. So I don't really want to get my hopes up. But when I made my predictions, I think I put Buffalo last in the Atlantic. And I said, that I'm doing this for reverse psychology. So, so far, it's worked. But I just wanted to read out some of the points on the team and just sure. show how spread out the um, the contributions are. So Eichel at 16, not a surprise. He's likely always going to be in, in, in the top uh, for years to come. Olafson with 10, Reinhardt with 10, Dahlin with 10, or Dahlin with 10, uh, Skinner with 8, um, Johansson with 8, Middlestat with 7, Okposa with 5, Ristolainen with 5, and uh, Sherry with 4. I would say Eichel is on pace, Olafson's overproducing, Reinhardt maybe a little bit overproducing, uh, Dahlin maybe on pace. I would say Skinner, 8 points in 12 games, maybe underproducing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johansson, eight and twelve, I would say on pace. Middlestat, seven points and twelve, I would say on pace. Ocposo, five and twelve, I think that's underperforming. Ristolainen, five and twelve, I think that's maybe slightly underperforming. And Connor Sherry, four points in eight games, I think. Sorry, Sherry, four points in eight games, I think that's underperforming as well. So you look at a team, Buffalo, who's first, I think, as of yesterday in the league, maybe. And they have some guys, some big-name guys on the team still underperforming a little bit. So, you know, like, fingers crossed that this continues and they get better, if that's possible. Goaltending last year was a bit of a, took a bit of a slump, so um, I really hope that... I'm not a big Buffalo Sabres fan. I, I don't think I've ever been a Buffalo Sabres fan, I, and I might not ever be a big Buffalo Sabres fan, but... It's a fan base that probably deserves some success, and uh, I'm definitely happy. I think in our recent memory, they've never really been good. I think, I mean, we're going back to mid-2000s when when Hask was there. Yeah, like, they're a franchise that deserves a little bit of of love. So is this this the 10-win-in-a-row team that's going to fall off, or is this actually something... Let's let's say they're not as good as this because they're they're overachieving right now. I would say, but how how big is the fall off going to be? Is it going to be significant? I don't or? think it's going to be as significant as last year, but I think it's going to happen. And I hope you ask me the question again at New Year's mm-hmm. because at that point we'll have a pretty good feel of the Buffalo Sabers. Now, with that being said, the St. Louis Blues last year were in last place That's in right. the NHL at the beginning of this year, so anything can happen. But I really hope that when you ask her that question at New Year's, I can say, you know what? Buffalo Sabres are for real this year. I hope I can say that. Do you think by New Year's Buffalo will be top three in the division? I do not. I think Toronto will be there. I think Tampa will be there. And I think Florida will be there. 
I think Florida's going to turn it on. Wait, what did I say? Toronto, Florida, Kay. Tampa. I think Boston's going to be there. Okay, I was going to say, Tampa's you got to have Boston in there. And Toronto's going to be there. I think Florida's going to be right on the cusp. Yeah. So that's what so basically the way it's been looking kind of, yeah, for a so couple years now, maybe just a different order. I think Buffalo's going to fall to a wild card spot, probably force Montreal out of the uh, contention. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. But it's, 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 we're, we're 14, 15 games into the season for every team. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good sample size. It still feels real early. It's, it's early, yeah. When you think about the season, there's 14 games left. That's a lot of time to a team in 12th yep. to come to 8th. Yep. So, yeah, the 15 games are, are a small sample size, but it's a significant 15 games. Like this point lead that um, Buffalo has on the rest of the Atlantic and in general, the amount of points they have, is important points. And like Tampa's, like last year, Tampa was just mm-hmm. rolling. Yep. They're brought, brought back to life a little bit um, this year. Uh, Colorado. These are important points for Colorado, really important points. Anaheim, if they need to be competitive, if they're going to be competitive all year, like these points that they've gotten so far this year have been super important. So it's been an interesting year uh, and a year that's been easy to predict in, in ways and really hard to predict in other ways. So, yeah, it's been an interesting year so far, and I wish I could watch more hockey, and I hope I can in the coming weeks. So that's well, all the hockey I have to talk about. We went out to watch hockey last night. We did. Which we to, kind yeah. of affected channel flipping. Yeah, we did. We did do a little bit of channel flipping, but um, I think in a more static setting, we yeah. could have watched a little bit more hockey. Yeah. But we actually watched a, a little bit of baseball last night too, because the Nationals were playing. So, mm-hmm. um, I would suspect that I'll be watching a lot of hockey once I get settled. I'll be watching a lot of hockey just because I'm going through withdrawals a little bit right now. But um, the podcast will be a little bit more in depth. But mm-hmm. That's really all the hockey I have to talk about so far. Well, this was, like I said at the start, this was a pretty busy week for you. Like, starting a new job, still looking for places. I mean, there's a lot going on. Yeah, You're so, way last weekend. Yeah, I was like in it's, it's been pretty weekend. busy. It's been pretty busy. So, just a little bit of a life update. As you guys know, I did move. I said that at the beginning of this podcast in the past couple. Um, the first jo- uh, week on the job went really well. Uh, I love it. So, that's good, great news. Um, I'm trying to get pre-approved for a mortgage for a house. I have an uh, appointment tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. And I went to go see a house this morning. And I'm going to see another house today at 4. And then three more houses this afternoon after that. So I'll have a really, really good idea of which houses I want to make or which house I want to make an offer on, if any of them, um, tomorrow once I'm pre-approved. So once that happens, some of these houses are vacant and some of the houses I know can have a quick turnaround. So... Within two weeks, um, this podcast may be filmed in a, in a house in a different setting. So, at that point, things the new kind of, official studio, the new official studio, things can kind of have its place and get yeah, set up and everything. So there's nothing really static right now. Everything's exactly kinda here and there. Yeah. So if I and depending on how it works and stuff, I'll be going back to PEI with the U-Haul to get all of my stuff. And at that point, so I'll be there on the weekend, and um, I'll film that weekends podcast there with dad and then the rest will be done here once i'm set up so that's kind of the update that's all i really have to say as far as my life um i haven't really posted much on social media on instagram usually i try and post a lot of pictures but yeah i haven't really it's it's been busy it's been busy so yeah let me know in the comments um how things are going with you guys uh any of the stats that i that i read it would be interesting if you guys could tell me what surprised you like if 
Is there someone, is there a team that's uh, in the penalty kill list, in the high penalty kill list that you think is odd? Tell me why in the comments. I'd like to hear from you guys and um, get your feedback and stuff. Uh, yeah, hope you're watching lots of hockey because I can't. Uh, if you think I missed something, let me know in the comments. I love to live vicariously through your comments. And uh, if I see something maybe I missed, I'll go back and watch a highlight or um, read a story or whatever. So let me know. Thanks, Jason, for joining me for this podcast. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. And uh, I do apologize that it's only only about 40 minutes long, but... It will improve from here. There'll be more time this for is watching. The, this There'll be is more the time low. for prep. Yeah. I mean, I think I think I think everybody kinda knew the first one once you were gone will be a little bit shorter than the rest. Yeah. But, but things this is the low. I mean I mean, this the soundboard alone is a pretty important uh thing to get excited about. <laughs> I'm excited about the soundboard. Yeah. I have a pseudo soundboard upstairs that I was showing him. And he, as soon as he's seen it, he's like, we need that for the podcast. Yeah, so that's going to happen. We're going to have some, we'll probably have Babcock. He's a good player. Yeah, good players, good, good, player. good players and good team. <laughs> uh, maybe some Gary Bettman um, ones, some Pierre Maguire ones about big long sticks and stuff and big legs. Uh, yeah, if you can think of any others, the sound bites that we should grab. <laughs> yeah, what would you probably. have on the soundboard? Probably that uh, Briskalov one where he says, "I think it's Briskalov." It's only a game. Why you have to be why, mad? Why you have to be mad? It's, it's only a game. Probably that one, <laughs> <laughs> and a few others. So yeah. Anyways, uh, we'll wrap this up. Thanks for listening or watching, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you in podcast number eighty-six potentially next weekend. Hopefully next weekend. Adios. <laughs>